welcome back to the second part of this podcast today with Pat. And today on the second part, we're going to talk a little bit more about something Patrick touched on a little bit in the first part of this episode, which was his volunteering experience as part of his learning more about his desire to do public health in the future. So perhaps, Pat, if you'd just like to give us a bit of an overview of your experience with volunteering, uh, both within the uni and outside of uni, and particularly with reference to um, KVMA. Yep, definitely. So I started off uh, volunteering with KVME, which is Kenyan Village Medical Education, um, halfway through 2020. Uh, I was looking for a way to volunteer whilst being in lockdown. Um, I, I usually volunteered once a week at the um, Ronald McDonald House in, in Parkville um, as a room attendant there, just helping out around the house and seeing that I would have been catching public transport in a fairly hotspot area near where I lived, it wasn't the safest idea for me to be going there. Um, so I wasn't volunteering as much, which is something that, that I like to do and I think is an important part um, of what I do. So I saw KVME because they run revision lectures for a lot of undergrad biomed subje- subjects. So I sort of knew they existed in that capacity in, in those fundraisers that they run. And then saw that they were recruiting volunteers. And I was lucky enough to have gone to Kenya um, at the end of 2019, not with KVME, but with another group um, and enjoyed my time there and saw that KVME would be a good opportunity to continue that connection with Kenya in a health-related volunteering setting um, and also give me uh, more experience in um, that sort of global public health sphere. And I should say like K- what KVME does and what it is, it's a preventative medicine program um, that's usually run in country where, they, where we visit uh, local uh, rural communities and uh, run workshops on common preventable diseases that we don't really think about as much here, but to many people, it is to many people in Kenya, it's still a big part of their life. Um, and in, in recent times, we've started adding um, more non-communicable diseases that have become more common there as well. But it, it mostly focuses on the commonly fatal but easily preventable diseases um, and teaches skills with, to do with hand washing and, and first aid. Um, last year, the program was a little bit different um, considering that it was online. And we obviously couldn't go to Kenya um, and that we, we focused our work on developing a chatbot on WhatsApp, um, which has been a pretty cool thing to see come to fruition and see people using in Kenya to, to hopefully supplement some of the information that they aren't receiving from the program when we usually visit in person. So just in terms of your first experience in Kenya, having traveled before and having your um, and before having begun your work together with KVMA, was there anything particular about that trip when you traveled there that sort of prompted you to want to become part of the, the KVMA uh, society or the committee, should I say? Yeah, for sure. I, I know that um, a lot of people have, I want to say prejudiced ideas of what Africa is like, and I, I, don't, I don't like lumping all of the different cultures and and countries of Africa into one term. But I know that when I was there, everyone that we met, and these were people who who lived in 
very poor conditions in in slums where there was one slum in particular it's about five kilometers long and has over a million and a half people living in there and the one thing that you talk to any parent about the first thing that they mentioned about their child is that they finished high school and I was it's not not it was so good to see like how high education is valued there and how much they they really care about getting a good education and it then it's more just the resources and the ability to apply um, their education in particular fields. And yeah, these, these parents were giving up everything so that they could get their child through high school and hopefully to a college there. So I think seeing the, the drive and the will and the want to do better for themselves and their families was, was inspiring. Um, and it, it was mainly the access to education, especially in. I, I didn't go to too many rural areas whilst I was there, but I know with the KVME program, they particularly uh, focus on very rural and remote um, areas from different tribes across the country. So their, their access to, to that common um, health knowledge is not as easily accessed as, as we have it here. Can you tell us a little bit more about what, um, the KVMA team team does in a year when you're not going to Kenya. So you mentioned a little bit before about the chatbot that you established last year. If you could tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, definitely. So last year as a volunteer, I was part of the content development team uh, in, in writing the content that was then um, put into a program to put it on WhatsApp. Um, and what it basically is, I know the Australian government created a, a similar thing for the coronavirus um, pandemic that it's like for us, it was like, oh, click one to learn about diarrhea, click two to learn more about pneumonia, things like that. And then as you go on, it's prevention, symptoms, care, things like that. Um, and then there's a little quiz at the end. So it's been developing a way to make it uh, accessible for people who may not have the health knowledge and whose English may not, English may not be their first language. In saying that, we have also developed it in Swahili too. Um, so you can view and every, every, um, text in both English and Swahili is, ha, comes with a voice recording, um, spoken by a Kenyan person. Um, so if it's, it's, we've tried to make it as accessible as possible from people who can and can't read for people who can speak English and can, can't speak English. We've provided images and, and videos, um, just to, we really want to make it accessible and as engaging as possible because you're you're more likely to remember and and want to learn more if something's engaging. And I suppose the reason why we chose WhatsApp is that when the, I know the previous teams have been there, WhatsApp is like the the go-to messaging platform that people use. It's, it's quite well, it's highly regarded there as one of the, the more popular platforms. And I think some phone plans as well, they're included in terms of like free messages or a certain um, allotment of, of data is sort of free for WhatsApp. So we thought that that was definitely going to be the easiest way to get a message across. Um, and now the real um, challenge is trying to increase the engagement um, and get more people to use it, especially we had a meeting last week with one of our, our um, partners in Kenya, James who was telling us how a lot of the areas just have very poor coverage and it's, it's really hard for them to actually still use that. So we're trying to think of ways to overcome that 
Um, so as, as long as, along as uh, along with the content development team, we have a program evaluation team too, um, who sort of help to uh, ensure that KVME is reaching our goals. That when we're only giving help where help is is needed and where help is wanted, um, and ensuring that it's we we're giving our information in a, in a culturally appropriate and specific way. So we sort of have different, there's a theory of change and using theories of behavior change as well to ensure that um, it, it's a positive and long-lasting impact that we, we leave um, and not one that is sort of just a, a Western, people from a Western country coming and thinking that they're doing a good job when in reality the help maybe wasn't needed and could have been done by a local person. It sounds like a very multifaceted team full of quite a few people. What sort of was the experience like working last year or sort of having been from home and working together online to, to sort of work for this common this plan and goal and ultimately really for this product, creating the WhatsApp chatbot? Um, how, did that, how did that work for you, having, having such a big team with so many different people and still trying to accomplish something together online? It was an interesting experience, especially because I was a second year biomed student and a, a lot of the team were maybe second or third year med students or doing the MPH. Um, so it, it was a little bit daunting at first, to be honest, through no fault of their own, just it, just being in, in that sort of environment. Um, where I felt a little bit out of place at first. Um, and then sort of as, as it went on, um, everyone, we sort of divide ourselves into smaller groups and you get to know each other a bit better and realize that you're all sort of working towards the same thing. Um, so it was, easy, it was easily overcome. We had a few game nights on Zoom as well just to sort of break down that barrier um, and we're planning to do the same sort of thing this time on Zoom and hopefully have like a group dinner as well this time now that we can. So sort of overcoming some of those awkward Zoom barriers that are in place when you can't see somebody in person. Um, yeah, I thought that was quite easily overcome because everyone was driven and a hard worker and the, there were lots of applicants narrowed down to nine. Um, so it was, it was quickly established like that everybody wanted to be there and everybody was happy to work. Do a lot of the people who are involved in the, in the committee and in the team stay involved for multiple years in a row? Is there quite a lot of people who have been part of the program for a while? Definitely. There, as, as um, part of the, one of the volunteer, the interview questions we actually ask is, do you think you'd be able to hang on? And the, the continuity of the program sort of relies on that in that um, previous volunteers become members of the executive committee and then give their own advice and own tips on the program to the new volunteers and also uh, older executive members staying in, staying on to then help the new exec team. Um, so myself and Inez, we're both program managers this year and she was the manager last year. So I'm learning a lot about it from her and there's a chance that then next year I'll stay on to be a program manager and there'll be a new one. So it's sort of that continuity of the program is really important to KVME, just ensuring that um, nothing's lost along the way and the, the experiences and lessons learnt um, don't go missing because of, of maybe a gap of, of an exodus from the group and just a lot of new people. We talked about this a little bit in the first part of the episode, talking about working with people and learning from other people versus sort of just learning about scientific ideas. 
And I suppose with KVME, you sort of get a little bit of that, having talked about the content sort of creation that you were talking about that you did last year for the WhatsApp chatbot, and then learning from each other now with people staying on and people moving through the, the team itself into the senior sort of executive committee positions and being able to teach each other as well as really the goal of the program being to teach other people, um, whether that be online or whether that be um, when you're able to make a trip to Kenya um, as you did in the past or hopefully as you will be able to do in the future again. Do you sort of envision that um, your work with KVME has sort of pushed you or encouraged you more to pursue a pathway in public health? For sure, because I think the time around that I joined a little bit of a callback to the last episode is that it was around the time when I was maybe thinking of doing law or maybe thinking of doing something else. And I think that having the access to this program sort of helped me cement the idea of doing the MPH a little bit more firmly um, in that I was able to gain that more global health experience. And part of the program is we also have um, global health mentors who are um, work at the uni and have careers in global and public health and not only help us develop our program and give us advice where needed, but just tell us about their life and how they got there to where, how they got to where they are now. So hearing their stories and some of their advice along the way, I think was definitely quite insightful for myself. Um, Yeah. I think this program has definitely helped me. has definitely guided me towards doing the MPH. Um, more so than I, I was beforehand. It was definitely something that I was thinking of doing. Um, and now having this, it's MPH is, is the front runner for what I think I'll do after biomed through the experiences that I've gained and the lessons that I've learned. And yeah, being able to, it's very hard now to find programs to volunteer at, especially um, where you're able to apply things that you're learning and want to learn more about. So I'm very grateful for being able to work with KVME and learn more about it. Has being part of the society and having those sort of professional mentors that are associated with the, with the team that you mentioned allowed you to sort of find mentors along the way as well, or even older students that you're able to ask questions to about, you know, the course of their own pathway that's helped you to make your decisions as well? I think so. I, we, it may not have been necessarily me asking a specific question, but just like, hearing about things that I maybe I, I didn't necessarily know what I didn't know, just hearing different things and made me actually think, oh, that's something I could do. Uh, that, sounds, that seems interesting to me. Um, and there are many new volunteers this year who are doing the MPH, and I'm sure I'm going to be reaching out to them and asking them about their experience with it and if they'd recommend it. Um, I, I think it, it's definitely helpful it's a program that not only helps um, their, their, our target audiences in, in Kenya, but it is also quite a, a rewarding um, and, uh, and a program that delivers quite high levels of personal and professional development as well. You've talked a lot about the sort of benefits that come from volunteering and being involved particularly in KVMA as you've now sort of worked from becoming just a content developer and now becoming a, a program manager. For someone who's at home or in lockdown and is not really sure about how to get engaged in different volunteering activities at the university, what would you sort of recommend is the best way that they can get involved in finding volunteering opportunities and, and maybe just sort of describing what the main benefits are that can 
that can come from being involved in something that's not just your core. Definitely. I know that um, personally I, I work better when I'm a little bit busier and that when I need it, it sort of forces me to organize myself. And I know at high school I was involved in a lot of things. And then in my first semester of university, I was sort of doing nothing apart from university. I was working a little bit, but that's about it. And I sort of realized that I, I missed the I missed being busy, as weird as that sounded, as much as first year biomed is quite heavy course content, but still I, I miss being like having something to do Monday to Friday or most days. Um and so I, I that's when I started volunteering at Ronald McDonald House. Um and I, I just went on, I think it was Volunteers Victoria. I think there's a website called that, and and was just scrolling through pages until something appealed to me and something seemed interesting. And that's when I saw that. And I'm still with um, Ronald McDonald House now, but not in a, um, I'm not visiting it in person as much as it sort of clashes with classes, but I am part of their like fundraising and marketing team and help write articles um, for their websites uh, about case studies. So they they, um, interview um, families that have stayed there and volunteers and people who work there. And I sort of sort of collate that into a nice um, article that they put on their website and share on social media. So you do, I've never signed up for the program thinking I'd learn about that or thinking that I'd develop those skills along the way. And, and now I have that role and I've met people who have worked at Ronald McDonald House and have those experiences um, for years um, who have passed that on to me as well. Uh, and then with KVME, I, I didn't really know. I, I definitely didn't um, apply thinking that I was going to become the manager eight months later or something, however long it was. Um, but I suppose when you find something that you're passionate in, especially in the global health program, um, in, that, in a country that goes to more developing countries, I, I was really drawn to the fact that KVME was sort of against that whole volunteerism idea that you're not just going to a country like a lot, some programs um, might go, go to a country and build a school and sure they've built a school, which is great, but in doing so they may have taken jobs away from, from local construction workers. Um, I, I was quite impressed by the fact that KVME acknowledged that they weren't that and have a whole um, section of their program dedicated to program evaluation to ensure that that doesn't happen. Um, that was definitely part something that appealed to me. So I guess look around on social media, talk to friends, um, look up on these volunteering websites. Um, and yeah, I know I was scrolling for a few pages. So yeah, d- don't give up, just keep looking. Um, and hopefully something comes up along your way because I know it often sounds corny and you hear it a lot at like uni things, but networking in that regard is quite good. And it doesn't mean that one of these people that I'm working with is going to offer me a job five years down the track, but just hearing their stories and learning more about what they do um, makes it worth it. And for anyone interested in joining KVMA, what advice would you give to them? Um, well, we've, our applications and whole volunteer selection thing has just finished up. So we'll be applications for the 2022, 20, 23 no, 20, yeah, 2022-23 program will open up around middle, mid next year. Um, we're still not sure yet if that'll involve going in an in-country trip, but regardless, um, the chatbot now is at, is at a point where we're getting new um, 
new users and we're working with those global health mentors to perfect it. Um, and we were, we were a bit chuffed to see that like the World Health Organization made one earlier this year after we had. Um, so, yeah, what do they say? Copying is the best form of flattery or something. I'm sure that we definitely had heaps of sway over what who did. Um, so, yeah, it, it's just good to know that what we're doing is actually something that is useful. Um, so, yeah, I would encourage you to to join and if any fundraising opportunities that KV may run, like revision lectures or GAMSAT revision lectures or mock MMIs for people wanting to go for med, we run the, those sort of things. So knowing that you're not only going to get something out of it yourself, but that all the funds that you spend towards it, they're, not, they're quite cheap, um, go straight to Kenya and helping, helping that um, program to, to flourish and helping the people over there, especially during the pandemic, which has affected um, Kenya as well as every other country. Well, thanks so much for joining us today, Pat. I think um, your insights and experience, both in terms of your pathway coming through Biomed and your experience as part of KVME and all that you've learned and your different volunteering opportunities will help give people a bit of insight into what's to be gained, what's to be experienced and just how worthwhile it can be to do something other than just studying and memorizing the amino acids <laughs> as part of your course. So thanks very much for joining us today, Pat. Thanks, Dan. I've really appreciated coming on.